Hello and welcome to All Things Travel. Should you visit Universal Orlando Resort while on a Walt Disney World vacation or visit Walt Disney World while on a Universal Orlando vacation? How about both? Today, we discuss why you should do a split stay and how to pull off a splendiferous split stay at these amazing parks. You're listening to All Things Travel, Episode 58, Original Air Date, July 7th, 2021. So, Shane, you wrote the teaser for that. Thank you so much for putting Splendiferous in there. It was so easy to read. It is my absolute pleasure to throw in ridiculous words that no normal human will be able to pronounce. Oh, my gosh. That 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 uh, teaser only took us about uh, four takes because <laughs> I could not spit out that word. It makes it well worth the time I put into looking for that word. Okay. All right. Well, hey, you know from past episodes, we absolutely love both Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando Resort, and I just got back from an awesome split-stay week, and I still say this is one of the best ways to experience both. Well, it's obviously the best way to experience both, but why it's the best way to have a theme park vacation in Orlando? If you do it right, there's a wrong way to do it. I know, I know. And we're going to talk about some things today to um, keep in mind as you're planning this, as you're thinking about it, because I've done this several times and there's definitely better ways to do it um, than, than others. So other than the idea that you get to experience both, Shane, what's the appeal of a split stay? The most common scenario is someone has a Disney vacation Yep, and... My kid's a big Harry Potter fan. Yeah. Is Potter that fan. Hollywood Studios? Is, kid, Harry, yeah. is Harry Potter at Hollywood Studios? Big Harry Potter fan. Where Where is the Harry Potter park? Yeah. And yeah. Can we go over there for a day? And yes, but that's not the right way to do it. There's a better way to do a split stay so you can enjoy both parks, get the best of both worlds. guess you mean that literally and figuratively. Yeah. Yeah. And make everybody happy. The, the, the teenage Harry Potter fans or the adult Harry Potter fans, as in our case, and right. then all the Disney lovers. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's something to be said for being in the quote-unquote bubble. You know, we talk about the Disney bubble quite a bit. There's also a universal bubble. You know, when you're staying on property and you can walk to City Walk and you can go to the parks early, there's definitely still that sense there. And I, I think it it makes your vacation so much more manageable when you're not getting up and the first thing you're doing is driving a half an hour to try to get to a park so you can get in and, and try to be among the rush rather than before the rush. Now on our first trip to both parks, we did make the mistake of working in the universal days during our yeah. Disney vacation. And, 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 I, and, and I've fun. certainly had, I've certainly had folks do that. So, I mean, it is manageable. Yeah. You can certainly have a, a great vacation that way, but <laughs> we're going to talk about some ways to make the whole experience that much better. Absolutely. And just to keep in mind, we don't have a specific promotion to talk about today, but both Walt Disney world and universal Orlando resort often have promotions 
And the best thing about a split stay is sometimes you can combine those promotions to save a lot of money. And in Universal's case, quite often, even get an extra day ticket or something like that. So there's a real advantage to to planning this trip out. Yeah, getting the most out of your money is one of the strategies behind what we're going to talk about. So Shane, I want to hear some of the great locations of our listeners this week. Where, where did you come up with? Well, we have a new listener or two from Northern Europe, a place called Diemen, North Holland, which is just outside of Amsterdam. Very cool. Welcome. Yeah. Amsterdam is really high on my list. So whoever you are, reach out to us so that we can come meet and have some beer. And then here domestically in the States, Linton Hall, Virginia, which is just a few miles west of Washington, D.C. Very cool. Awesome. So last week I did a split stay with my family and here was kind of the breakdown. Um, There were five of us. So my family of four plus my daughter um, asked if she could bring a friend. And this was our first time doing that. So there were three teenagers and two adults. And we stayed at Walt Disney World. We got there on Saturday evening, stayed Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And on Wednesday, we left and went over to Universal. And we stayed there till Sunday morning. So we had a a true split stay, if you will. Um, We did three days at, um, at Walt Disney World and four days at Universal. And so as you're thinking about Walt Disney World and Universal, Shane, in general, what are the main differences? Kind of the breakdown of parks, things to do. How, how would you categorize each? There's a lot more to do at Disney. Yes. There's four parks versus yes. two, unless you're counting water parks, and then you get into six parks versus three. So logistically speaking, you're probably going to want to spend more time on your Disney vacation than you are on your yeah. Universal vacation. Uh, I think you and I agree that four days at Walt Disney World is is pretty ideal. That gives you at least a day at every park. Yeah, and especially then, if you have the the park hopper. I think that's that's a pretty good set. And you know, we, we were not at Disney quite that long, but a, as you as you know, and the listeners know by now, our our family doesn't want for uh, Disney vacations. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back soon. You do get your share of Disney days, no doubt. Yeah. And then three, we both agree that three days at Universal Orlando between the three parks is probably plenty of time for a Universal vacation. Yeah, especially, again, if you have the Express Pass. So, so yeah, so the first thing to think about is kind of the layout of length of time. Like Shane said, four days at Walt Disney World, three days at, at Universal Orlando is good, especially if you have those options with passes. The one thing I would say to keep in mind with Universal, and this this certainly rang true on our trip last week, if you are going to Volcano Bay, which is the water park, it is very much a third theme park. You know, it's it's built that way at Universal, and you kind of roll your eyes and you're like, yeah, it's a water park, so what? It's it's very much a third park at Universal, and we spent a day and a half there, and that was not too much time. I mean, so you can certainly spend a full day at Volcano Bay or parts of other days. So in your planning, if Volcano Bay is part of the equation, you need to give it its time. And I'll include in the show notes a link to the episode we did on Volcano Bay. We're pretty deep into what to do there. And uh, the episode where we taught ranked all the rides at Universal, we ranked also the Volcano Bay rides. 
along with the rest of the park. So that'll be helpful information. And one thing too, I would say as part of thinking about your, your length of time, if you're kind of looking at a week um, uh, between the two, I would say that your transfer day might be a good resort day. Um, maybe you get a little bit extra sleep. You have a late breakfast at the place that you're leaving, maybe even catch up on laundry that morning, um, factor in your travel time. You could have an afternoon at the pool at a new, at the new location. And that can actually help because maybe you're buying one day less ticket, um, saving a little money that way. It helps you get your bearings. Um, especially if you haven't been to that place. We were very familiar with Universal. The first day we went straight to Volcano Bay. We, we've been to Volcano Bay multiple times. So that was okay for us. Maybe if that's not your family, or maybe if you have younger kids, having a, a day to kind of transfer might make sense. We always talk about not trying to fit too much into one day, into a small amount of time. And yeah, having that day to focus on the transition versus trying to get to a park and get in a bunch of attractions yeah. or snacks or something is, is a lot better plan. Or, or, you know, the trip doesn't go quite as smoothly and you're wasting ticket time, you know, and you don't get to that new park until the afternoon. And then, you know, you're worried about, we already spent money. And so, so yeah, it just may, may be helpful just to not worry about that that first day. The second piece of advice that we have is, Plan the park that you're least familiar with first. And we did not do that um, on this trip. And it again, we've been to both multiple times, but here's how it plays out for our family. When we go to Walt Disney World, we kind of take things a little easier because we're annual pass holders. We're Disney Vacation Club members. We go to Disney a lot. We don't go to Universal as often. I would say we, we average about once every year and a half or once every other year. Um, so I feel more pressure to do things at universal because there's new things that I haven't tried. There's new things I want to do. And so we kind of had our relaxing time at the beginning of the trip and we had our rush time at the end of the trip. And so we came home, I think more tired than we would have if we would have flipped it. Does that make sense, Shane? It does. I, and when I saw the show notes, I wasn't sure what you meant by the park that you're least familiar with first. I also think along the same lines, I think along similar lines, at least I always practice saving the best for last, which makes me wonder. I see whenever I see split stays, it seems most of the time for most people go to Disney for a few days first and then to universal a few days first. And even though you and I talk more about universal than most other travel professionals, yeah, we like it more than others, I think, as compared to Disney. But still, I think we both agree that Disney is the better resort out of the two. I, it, it is the better resort experience. Yeah, we can certainly have an have a conversation and argument about what the better theme park is, and I think that's a lot of personal taste. But as far as a resort experience, Disney wins almost in every case. Yeah, just overall, the two yeah. macro level comparing the two uh, resorts. So I, I would say to go to Universal first for a few days and then spend, spend yeah. the next few days at Disney. Now, that also depends on where you're staying. Wherever you're staying, you'll want to stay in the nicer resorts last. So maybe you stay in the value resort at Disney, and then you move to one of the moderate resorts at Universal. Or if you're in one of the moderate resorts at Universal, you'd stay there first 
and then the deluxe resort at Disney. That's our next tip is really think about those accommodations because they are different um, at, at Walt Disney World and Universal. Both have, you know, uh, suite style or even condo style. Both have regular hotel rooms. Um, both can accommodate uh, groups. But you, you're right, Shane. You really do want to kind of think about um, how that's going to play out and and how that's going to impact your family. So, for instance, you know, our first part when we were at Disney, we stayed at, with the Disney Vacation Club. We had a kitchen. We had washer and dryer. When we went to Royal Pacific at Universal, we had two adjoining hotel rooms. Both were great but they were very different types of stays. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of think sure. about what makes the most sense and, and kind of map that out. Shameless plug, work with a travel advisor who who knows how to plan split stays. We can help you with that. We, we love kind of planning out those logistics. So that's our next tip. Think about those accommodation and what makes the most sense for your family. Fourthly, and this is a big one that people get hung up on, and it's really not that big a deal. How are you going to get there? How are you going to get between the two? Transportation. There are a lot of ways that we can help arrange transportation, whether it's a scheduled uh, van, a scheduled shuttle. Uh, Both Disney and Universal do this quite a bit. It's not a problem. Um, But also, to be honest, Uber and Lyft works just fine. You know, we had five folks, five people's worth of luggage. We ordered an Uber XL. 30 bucks later, a half hour later, we were at other resort. It's not that big a deal. It, I think people think it's a bigger thing than it is. Um, you can do anything from a, a, a scheduled private shuttle all the way to an Uber, and it's perfectly fine. It's probably the least of the concerns for a trip yeah. like this. Yeah, because the rideshare apps are, are great for getting back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. Our next one is kind of thinking of the logistical differences. Um, And again, this isn't hard, but it's just something you have to keep in mind. Disney World and Universal have different deposit amounts. They have different payment timelines. So for instance, at Disney, your final payment is due at 30 days. At Universal, your final payment is due at 45 days. So it's kind of understanding the differences between those and how that's going to impact your finances and planning for the trip. Their apps are very different. I would highly recommend you download and use both of their apps that will make your trip uh, much easier, but they're different. They do different things. They handle mobile ordering different for food. Reservations for meals are different. With Disney, you really have to sit down and plan at 60 days where do you want to eat and make those reservations? At Universal, you have to call and you call a reservation number and you can do that a couple of weeks before and get everything. You, so just kind of knowing the differences um, between the two and how those two parts of your vacation are going to be different will help save you a lot of headache. And then lastly, and maybe to be honest, this should have been our first tip. Think about your group. You know, what makes sense as far as the ages of the group, the interests of the group, kind of their stamina? Like I said, with us, we hustle through Universal Orlando. Um, we don't as much through Disney. My my daughter and her friend are thrill seekers. They absolutely love those rides. My, my wife and my son don't. 
you know, so they do a lot more at Disney than they do at Universal. They have a lot more pool time. They went actually went to Volcano Bay while we were still at the theme parks one day. So kind of what does your group look like? What are they interested in? Um, you know, because that is going to make a big difference depending on what you, you do and how you kind of plan stuff out. Um, and then also, are people good at moving and changing? You know, when I've been to Disney, I've moved resorts within Disney. That's not always easy to unpack for three three days or so and repack. Are people okay with doing that? Is that going to cause a lot of issue? How do you pack for that? Um, just kind of thinking about that when it comes to your group. Yeah, we talked earlier in the episode about, in general, you want to go to Universal Universal first and then Disney. But if if you have some thrill seekers in the group that are going to really enjoy those thrilling rides, and that's going to be the highlight of the trip, then you would want to reverse that and do Disney first and then have Universal the later part of the trip where they can get those more exciting yeah. rides. From yeah. And then considering the, you know, the age and the stamina of the people going to, one thing that we'll talk about is park sizes and how much walking you're going to do to get between attractions. That's something else that we'll talk about based on each individual travelers. Right, right. So for instance, in our group, you know, our family of four had been to um, both parks multiple times, but my daughter's friend is a huge Harry Potter fan and has never been to Universal. So that was kind of fun for her. The trip kind of led up to that. Ah, So, you know, by the time that they had, you know, kind of palled around all throughout the week, that was the time where they were really able to focus on Harry Potter. They were able to focus on those yeah. thrill rides. And so that was a neat way to, to end our trip. So, okay. Yeah. So that makes plenty of sense where in, in this case, where we would usually say universal first Disney last, where you have these two really big Harry Potter fans, the highlight of the trip is going to be the wizarding world of Harry Potter. So you have that for the last part of your trip. Right. Right. Good so planning, Ryan, you did really, there you go. You did really well. There you go. Trip. So just to just to to review here quickly, think of the length of time you want to spend. Visit the park that you're more familiar with first. Think of transportation. Think of the accommodation differences. Understand the logistical differences. And then think about your group and what makes the most sense there. So Shane, out of all of those ideas and, and everything that we've talked about today, What's one piece of advice for planning a successful split stay if we're focusing on on Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando Resort? I'm going to say do a true split stay. Don't do a back and forth trip. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I, I agree with you. I think that's the top piece of advice. I think folks that are used to Disney will be pleasantly surprised because there's kind of this if I like Walt Disney World, I can't like Universal. I think it's complete baloney. But <laughs> I think they'll be pleasantly surprised what staying at Universal is going to be like. Um, and vice versa. If you're used to Universal, there's going to be something for you at Walt Disney World because there's kind of something for everybody. Absolutely. Well, as you can tell, we would love to help you plan a split stay. There's lots of things we can do to suggest the best way to do it for your group. As you know, Shane and I are both travel advisors with Creating Magic Vacations, and we would love to work with you. 
you can reach out to us at Ryan at creatingmagicvacations.com. That's R-Y-A-N. And Shane at creatingmagicvacations.com. That's S-H-A-Y-N-E. And remember, our job as travel advisors are to make you the vacation planning superhero. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you can join us next time on All Things Travel. And remember, never stop exploring. And how to pull off a splendorifus, splendiferous, splendiferous. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Shane. Victory.